Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Everybody and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, Nikki Kinzer. Hello. Are you having a good day? I'm having a great day. I'm sure you? you are. I'm having a great day. No, it's a good day. It's the first. Uh, it's a, it's the last day of school yesterday for one of my kids, and, awesome. and a whole uh, a new week of school for another one of my kids. So we're in that that no man's land transition. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for my older kid who has another week of school. Oh. And and she gets to see her brother sleep in. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we are talking about decision-making today. It's a follow-up from our conversation, some, some uh, communication we've had from a listener last week. We're moving into some hardcore, hardcore decision-making action. <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> you, I don't know if I would say You bought the hardcore. seat, but you'll only need the edge. It's decision-making. It, it was definitely an inspiration when she was talking about just having so many decisions. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I, I had some things come up in my business that I had to make some decisions, and they were really tough ones. And that's yeah. what I want to talk about is, is how do we finally get to a point where we can just make the decision and move on. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I, I love this conversation. Before we get into it, though, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. Get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list, which is really the best way to be notified whenever new stuff comes out from Take Control ADHD. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD or call us. You can leave us a voicemail at 503-664-4ADD. We would love to get your voice on the show. Uh, now, also, before we dig in, we have a major announcement yes this is the the drum roll announcement what have you been working on what have you hold yourself up in in the cave of your office to bring something new unto the world i've hinted in some past shows that i've been working on a big project right have yes yes and i'm thrilled to say it's finally here for the public to see and not just for me to edit and review and and see so i'm very excited about that it uh basically what i've done is i've developed an online organizing course and it is called organizing your space your way outstanding yes So this online course is basically a step-by-step training, and it breaks down the project of organizing into uh, steps. So I go through each of the steps, and um, it's a fantastic, I believe, a fantastic way to approach organizing. Um, Definitely specific for ADHD. I talk about the connection between organizing and ADHD and 
and I mean, there's just so much in it. I, I love it. I'm very passionate about it. I, I think that's really important that, that this is designed for ADHD. It is a systematic approach for ADHD because uh, you've been this organizing systems have been central to your work for years and years and years. Like you yes. have refined this for years. And, uh, you know, when you started in organizing, strictly organized, before you ended up making that pivot to ADHD, you've been working on this kind of stuff. So this really, it, it represents, uh, you know, a, a lot of work, years of work in a way that is super approachable to folks who are living with ADHD. It is. And, you know, and I'm passionate about that because I think that a lot of times people feel like it's not possible to organize with ADHD. And I know that we've had, you know, in the last few shows, we've been talking about this and the limiting belief around, is it possible? But that, you know, it is. And so if I can um, help shift that mindset that it doesn't have to be perfect, it doesn't have to be exactly what I see in in the books or the magazines, I can do this in my own way, uh, you know, then I feel like I'm I'm bringing some good in the world. And So, okay, let's dig into a few of the details here. Tell me what is in this program? Yeah, how it works. Yeah, how is it built? How is it built up? I was going to sure. I was going to ask the question, how is this different from the book uh, that you have written? And, well, and I think that's a that's a fair question. And, and some people may want to know who have already bought the book and read the book, your, your fans. Right, right. Well, and the book that I wrote is, is called Taking Control of Your Space. And that book was written... When I was a professional organizer, um, it does does not really specifically talk about ADHD. It really just walks through the process of Carol and I. Remember Carol? Oh, Carol. Carol. <laughs> and what it's like to work with a professional organizer. Yeah. Um, what's very similar are the steps because I have basically broken down organizing into four steps. And those four steps you do learn in the book. What is different about this program is I go into much more... Uh, detail about these steps. There's more examples. It's not based just the, on the experience of working with a professional organizer. It's just really more in depth. It's so uh, important. Again, if you're living with ADHD, it's so important to hear those examples, to see them through pictures and hear your voice. Yes. So let's talk about what's, uh, how, the, how the program works. What's, uh, what, what makes it up? So basically what happens is the program is broken up into modules and there's a module for each organizing step. Um, inside each module, you're going to find multiple lessons. So I've really broken it down because I don't want to overwhelm people taking this course. And I know that sometimes that happens because there's just a lot of information. So I've broken things down so you can just, you know, read or listen to one lesson. Uh, the videos are typically anywhere between five to, to 15 minutes. It's long, I think, is the maximum one. Um, so it's really bite-sized chunks of information. Um, now, you also have ongoing access to the program, so you don't have a time frame. You can actually review it at your own pace anytime, anywhere. So my hope is that you come back to this program uh, when you're beginning a new project or you just want to review your organizing skills. So it's not something necessarily just to be reviewed once. Um, it's something you have access to all the time. Oh, that's fantastic. Lots of strategies, lots of ideas. Um, one of the things that I do ask 
is that I don't think that people are going to get organized by just watching and listening to me talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. And so one of the things I do ask at the beginning of the program is for you to choose one small space to practice. So um, there's lots of like action steps at the end of each lesson. So for you to really kind of grasp and understand the concepts. Um, and, and, and that's where these discussion boards also help because if you get stuck um, on a particular action step or something isn't clear, you can use the discussion board to ask the question. Somebody from my team will get back to you. But what I really love about the discussion boards is that it's a way for people who are taking the course to connect with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a great way to, you know, share your progress, be accountable, um, and really help other people with their journey as well. So I, there's just so much value to that connection. And I'm really glad to bring that a part of this too. Well, I think so too. And the, the fact is, you know, it, the, it, having that human connection is one of the things that sets it apart from, from, you know, other online sort of coaching programs. It's the fact that there is, there is humanity behind this thing. And, and, you know, that community makes a difference. I, I can't, I, I can't cook by watching Top Chef, right? right. <laughs> At some point right. <laughs> I have to practice and I have to engage and I have to get help and I have to learn. And so, you know, that's what I think about, you know, at some point I have to, I have to pick a space and I have to get to work and I have to ask the the world for, for assistance in moving to the next chapter. And that's, I think, very much what this does. Uh, and so when, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what other materials included or, or shall we move on to, um, when people can get it? Well, you're a part of one of those additional, um, materials. I'm I'm sure, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I think we should probably add that. Well, (laughs) I have two additional bonus modules outside of just learning the process of organizing. Um, the, the first bonus module is organizing your closet. So it's this like massive closet makeover. Um, so the whole module is just dedicated on closets. And then from our very own Pete Wright, drum roll over there. Yes. Uh, you have added a, a module on your favorite apps and tools on how to organize with ADHD. So I'm very excited that you get to be a part of this well, as well. Well, I am too. I'm so glad to be invited. So I hope, you know, we've talked a lot about the technology and tools that I use over the years that we've been doing this show. And so this was an opportunity to really kind of package up some of my very favorites and talk about, you know, what does a technological organizing system look like and, uh, and, and how can that help you throughout the day? So yeah. very excited. So about I'm that excited too. about that. Yeah. So for more information on the program, please visit my website, Take Control ADHD. And on the menu bar, you're going to see courses and you're going to learn all about organizing your space your way. Um, and one of the things I just want to say before we move on to the show is I know that not everyone can afford one-on-one coaching. And this is just a really great alternative it's affordable. You're going to learn the entire organizing process and still get that extra support that you need through the discussion boards inside of the training. So I really do hope you check it out and I hope to see you there. Fantastic. Can't wait to get this out into the world. Yes. I'm very excited about it. All right. All right. Let's jump into our topic for today, shall we? Yes. Yes. Decision-making. Yes. Do you want to give us a little bit of background uh, on uh, on this one, where this one what came from, for, for those yeah. who haven't uh, who haven't caught up with the last show? 
Yes. So in the last show, we had a question um, and it was about organizing. And uh, one of the things that she was struggling with, she was just having too many decisions on where and what and how she should organize uh, her kids' clothes. And in the show, I I definitely gave her some different um, suggestions and advice on on what to do. And really, more than anything, just to be kind to herself and and not put so much pressure on what she should do. so this sort of, and it inspired me because I was thinking, gosh, decision-making, it's, it's hard. It's very difficult. And recently I had to make a couple of decisions um, that really had me baffled and they were business decisions. And it was very clear that I was not moving forward on my projects because these decisions had not been made yet. Uh, you ever felt that way? Um. <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really felt stuck at a loss. I had no idea what to do. And, you know, the anxiety inside of me was just, ugh, it was awful. And so um, I, and I have to be honest because I really do feel that a part of what was going on is I knew that once I made the decision, there was no turning back. And so there was some definite fear that was a driving force of me on how, why I was avoiding these decisions, basically. Right. Um, but as we know, Pete Wright, avoidance as a strategy <laughs> doesn't really work. <laughs> it's a lesson you think that you can learn once and be finished learning, but man, does that it's come not. back to bite me? <laughs> yeah, it really just isn't a good strategy. I knew I had to make a decision. And so before I tell you what I did, I- I'm really curious to hear from you. What do you do? Like when you are stuck with making a decision and you know you have to make it, like there is no way around it. How, what do you do, Pete? How do you get past that? This is, you told me that I should be prepared to answer this. And yes. I have been, I have been thinking so hard about it. Like, what is it that, that I really, um, you know, that I do when I'm facing tough decisions. I asked my wife last night, I'm thinking, how do we make decisions when they're really hard? Uh, and one of the things that she came back to, and we, we have a number of different sort of categories, right, of how we make decisions, depending on the context. And that's really important. And in the case of, you know, sorting, right, difficult mm-hmm. decisions for whether or not to get rid of stuff, I tend to go back with, uh, back to some of the advice that you give. Like, if it really is difficult, and you're in the middle of the sorting process, put it aside, keep it default to keep whatever it is you're trying to decide and and come back to it when that decision, you know, when you've percolated on that a little bit. Um, But when I'm facing something that's, you know, that's deadline based, I typically have, um, uh, you know, I have kind of categories of of how I'm, you know, how I'm forcing myself to move through decisions. But ultimately, I think I start with research, Mm -hmm. right? I research what the, what the constraints are around this difficult decision. I try to get as much objective data as I can, uh, around whatever subject I'm dealing with. I ask experts for help, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I try to find somebody who may know more about the decision that I, than I do. Uh, I explore, I try to invest myself in the thing I'm, you know, I'm thinking specifically now about like picking a school for my kids. You know, I try to, to visit the school. I talk to teachers. I talk to other parents. I talk to other kids. I try to get as much data from those who are more experienced than I do. And finally, I, I, and this is the part that is that continuously, I I have to learn and learn and relearn. I just have to pull the trigger and Right. right at some point. I have to be okay with the fact that this decision will be made and I will have to uh, to adjust 
to the new world after I have made it. I have to do that. And that is where I, if, if I'm going to get hung up, that's where I'm going to get hung up because there's this sort of valley of despair, right? Mm-hmm. This valley uh, through which you, you think, oh my God, I, I can't make the decision or I've made the decision or I don't know how I'm going to live having made the decision. Right. <laughs> but on the other side of it, there is this new normal and it's okay and life will get better and, and you'll be able to move through it. And this decision will be, will, will just be a thing of the past. So, so that's kind of how I. I approach it. I know I feel like I've just rambled a little bit, but it's it's a hard question. It is a hard question. Well, I actually approach it in a very similar way as you do. Uh, when you talk about research, one of the things that I definitely do is ask for help. I will ask from you know from people like you said, experts or friends, family, um, anybody that will listen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> ask the podcast people. Hey, right. listeners, what do you guys right? Think? Ask the community. <laughs> sure. That's right. But it was interesting because the the couple of decisions that I had to make recently um, were business type of decisions. And so one of the sources that I went to was a networking group on Facebook. And I was telling them about this decision that I had to make. And to put it in context, I was basically trying to decide between two different platforms to serve a specific side of my business. And there was a response that was, um, given to me that just really hit hard. It really resonated with me. And this is what he said. He said, they all have good and bad stories with them. The point is decide and be done with it. Use all that mental energy you have now gotten back to focus on giving the best possible product with the tools you have chosen. Indecision is worse than making the wrong one. Either way, make it great and have a backup plan. And then there was a follow-up from his comment with somebody else that said, best advice ever for all things business, commit and move on with plan B and C in your pocket. Yeah. Well, that's it. That gets to my sort of valley of despair thing. Like you got to move through it somehow. You got to pull that trigger, right? Is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, what resonated with it was it was such a good reminder that being in the place of indecision was giving me so much more anxiety than if I just made the decision, be done with it, and then really focus on learning that platform and becoming really comfortable with it. So that I wasn't fearing it. I wasn't insecure about it. And, you know, really focusing that mental energy mm-hmm. on what I, I should be focused on. And it was just a really good reminder. And, and, and that word energy really stuck with me because I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. All of this anxiety and mental energy is going to something that is really ridiculous, right? Because Truly. once I make the decision and you say, pull the trigger and just know that whatever the consequences are or whatever the fallout is, it will be okay. Like yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> you know? that may be, that may offer you the opportunity to make a new decision, but that's, that's the whole discussion of opportunity costs that I think is undervalued in decision-making, right? It's this idea that, um, it, you don't, the benefit of making a decision is not just that the decision is made, but that the energy you put into the decision before you made it actually gets to be funneled into something new. Right. And, and I think when we think about it in that perspective, when we think about it as a flow of attention that we are able to channel into new projects, uh, I, I think that is something that, um, that we don't often think enough about, uh, when we're thinking about the benefit of just moving on. 
Yeah. Out yeah, of out of the is. fear of making the wrong decision into the opportunity that comes with having made a decision. Well, and one last thing that I want to say that I do when it comes to making a bigger decision is I do take the time that I need within reason to kind of just sit with it and to really reflect and listen to my intuition. Um, and, and I have to ask myself, you know, what feels right? What am I most comfortable with? What am I really afraid of? And, and I had to ask that question when it came to this platform and, I'm afraid of technology. (laughs) I'll just throw it out there. Be right. I am not wired like you. Uh, (laughs) Technology, (laughs) you know, is a, is a, that's what I was afraid of is technology. And, and so then you have to break that down and say, okay, really, you know, what, what do I really need to know? And, and, um, what's the worst case scenario? You know, what's the best case scenario? Uh, the only thing that I want to emphasize is the time frame of reflection, because we can also get stuck here thinking that, all right, I just have to keep reflecting on it, you know, and then that's almost an avoidance strategy. Same thing with research. Well, I just have to keep asking more people. I just have to keep Googling and get, you know, gather more information, but that can also be a way for us to avoid it. So just, you know, be aware, I think would be my only suggestion for people is don't get stuck in these two areas. Um, Because again, we have to wrap back to what we've been saying is you have to make that decision, focus your energy where you want to focus it on. And um, I don't know, there's something about just having the confidence to know that everything's going to be okay too. It is okay. And that's what they say about the the greatest leaders are able to make decisions without 100% of the information, right? They have confidence and they have, frankly, they have a little faith that, uh, you know, just making a decision will create new opportunity, whatever that is. It's going to be, there's some part of it that will be unknown. Yeah. Um, I like that faith, having yeah. a little faith. Have a little faith. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that's great. Oh, great way to end. Well, yeah, I think so too. I like it. That's a good one. Well, thank you, uh, everybody, for, for uh, your time and attention. Don't forget, go check out this new online course from me. Yes, it's, Organizing Your Space Your Way. Yes, Organizing Your Space Your Way, right at the website, TakeControlADHD.com. Of course, write in with questions. Love to hear from you on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. Thanks, everybody. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.